you give him the time as you live, his word rhymes. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to another episode of Living in God's Rhyme. My name's Dave. And my name is Tim. And now that we got the formalities out of the way, we're here to talk about faith, family, Christianity, because I believe those are two different things. I could be wrong, but also the fun times we have and and who knows what else comes and pops into our heads today. Wait a minute, would you repeat that first part again? We're here to talk what about, about where you said that faith and Christianity. I believe that they are different things. What are what are different things? I'm sorry. Faith and Christianity. Faith and Christianity. Okay, I, could, I, I, could, I can I can I can see your your point there. You see you see you are, you know me well it, enough to say it's more it's more faith and religion. That's we could go with that. Yeah. Okay. That's what that's yes, what, that's what caught my attention. Yeah. Well, we could I could change the way I say these things. It's it's a it's a mutual thing. It's be, be, be yourself. Well, I just was. <laughs> And I like confusing people, I, but, yeah. <laughs> but that's not the goal of this podcast is to confuse people. We're here to enlighten, and that's something we're going to start saying. And we're here to talk about poetry, too. And and I've got some questions about poetry today that I've been thinking about, and we're going to have a little chat about that. Ooh. Uh, well, let's keep this thing short then so we don't have to... No, no, no. It's, it's, <laughs> okay. Yeah, the questions are short. I don't know how long the answers are going to be. <laughs> I'll, try, I'll, I'll try to keep them short then. Oh, yeah, don't worry about that. Our guests like that. I'm not our guest, but our our guest, but also our listener. So, Tim, what are we talking about today? Poetry. (laughs) We are going to read uh, three poems, or three or more. I think there's there's actually four from Living in God's Rhyme. And uh, these are thoughts about letting God into my life or your life. And the transformation that happens when we do that. And, uh, you know, it's happened for me and it's available to all of us. Just through Jesus. Uh, and if I might just, it's interesting, one thing, as I've been writing these books. I wrote a number of years ago, the first book of poetry I had written for Christian poetry was called The Jesus Poems. And everything right. was Jesus. And suddenly when I came to God's rhyme, everything, you know, my prayers to God, my, I talk about God, the poems, uh, they mention God, uh, and I bring Jesus in, but they're one and the same, too. Three and one. So, yeah. just uh, just uh, passing through my head. So Well, those uh, are the thoughts we want to hear about. Well, Dave, we are going to talk about uh, who we are and what we have without God in our life. And I think that's supposed to say with God in our lives. Yes, with God in our lives. Who we have with God in our lives. God, okay. Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And uh, this is... Uh, <laughs> this is... Not my day. Well, folks, not my the, day, Dave. <laughs> little things folks, keep that's, popping that's, up. Let's start this way, folks. I'm, I'm taking a note about taking out the with... Are taking out the out. the out out of without. Okay, thank you. Uh, but folks, we we had a little miscue earlier, and we're back on track. So that's why Tim and I are laughing <laughs> at just the way things happen. And that's oh brother, that's podcasting. Yes. Okay. 
Yeah, we're going to talk about who we are and what we have with God in our lives. Uh, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And there are four poems from Living in God's Rhyme. For those of you with the book, you don't... Oh, that's the wrong book. You don't need to see this because you have it in front of you. Yes, exactly. And the first poem, which we might as well get to, Unless you have some mm -hmm. other humorous things to say, Dave. No, I think that we'll just continue on. Okay. Uh, the first poem was found on page 151. It's called, I Have Nothing. I have nothing to add to the word of God. I have nothing to add to his love for me. I have nothing to offer to make me worthy. I have nothing to add to God's rhyme. That is true, but I can believe in his word. and I can accept his love for me. I can accept that through Jesus I am worthy, I can become one of God's crimes. I can offer my life to God, I can spread the good news of salvation. I can be a reflection of his love, I can share the end of the Christmas story. I have nothing on my own to give to God, but with God I have everything to give. I have every reason to live for him. I have hope for eternal life with him. I have nothing until I have God in my life. Until I, I will start that again. I have nothing until I have God in my life, until I accept the atoning sacrifice that showed his love for me. I can accept Jesus, my Savior, my Redeemer, my hope, my everything. Thoughts on the way to church. And uh, I've often wondered since the book was published how this one just ended up right there. And right after at the end of this one but I'm going to read it uh, because uh, in the manuscript was I'm going through it uh, that I had sent in to the publisher uh, looks like it's a continuation but we'll find out okay it is called sorry uh, oh no I'm sorry okay it's thoughts on the way to church mm-hmm yeah, thoughts on the way to church. The lost sheep, are we led led the way or led astray? Are we fed by the bread of life or captive to strife? There are random thoughts across my mind that make me seek the words to find that I will feed me and that will feed me and lead me to the right words to write. No questions, no explanations, period. Just the question, as lost sheep are we led, as lost sheep are we fed, to the truth, by the truth, of who God is, what Jesus has done, and the mission of the Holy Spirit. Do we ever question God's love? Do we ever shout an exclamation? Or do we just end with a period? God's love for us is never a question. We should shout to the world in exclamation that with our God our lives will not end with a period. And that's, it, it, there's a, yeah, there, you know, there's still a similarity of what we, we need God. I mean, I need him. And, and right. what he, we have, life is better with him. I'm, I'm looking back at the previous, the first one, and uh, that's a thought. I, there's a few poems. Uh, I remember writing one where uh, I, uh, I have nothing to give to God but my sins. 
mean, he's the one that's giving us everything. Giving us it all. Yeah. Everything he has, he'll give us. And uh, <clears throat> even, a, even a bad day is a good day. You know, he, he's, he's God in the good days. He's still God in the bad days we have. Yeah. And, and if we're open to what he's got for us, we'll get through those bad days. He uh, makes it easier to get through those bad days. I do agree with that 100%. Oh, yes, he does. I mean, because... Yeah. I was a... Uh, uh, some of you may have already figured out I work for the mouse. And last night I had to work till 3.30 in the morning. And I was out in, in, in the campgrounds. We have campgrounds at, at Disney World. And I was a bus moving going from one end to the other after every park was closed, but... The buses have to run. <laughs> and I had prayed to God, keep me awake. Because <laughs> the music was boring. And the com- and, and was, I mean, I can't change it. It is what it is. There's, and Tim and I both aren't fond of that phrase. But in this scenario, <laughs> I have no <laughs> options. It's just, what it was. here's your music. And you're, it's, in the, it's programmed in and, and everything else. And I go, oh, God, please. <laughs> It's only three hours. Let me get through it. <laughs> and thank God he was there. And I thank God he was there for me. Because I'm just, it's that's a, a weird example. Answer. I know. I know, but it's. Yeah. Yeah. But he, yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. I, maybe I could, uh, there's a couple of things I want to point out that you're going to find yeah, in my poetry please. quite often. Number one. Uh, the word God's rhymes or just the word rhymes times, things like that, uh, constantly in my poetry. Mm-hmm. I've never had anybody say anything about it, but it's every time I write it and I'm trying to find a rhyme with time, it comes out rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one is the end of the Christmas story, you know, because the Christmas story is the story yeah. of the birth of Jesus. The end of it comes when he returns. And it's not the end. Right. It's, it's the end of the story that, as we know it. But there's another right. chapter that's been written. And we believers will be there to experience it. Yeah. No, you're right. And that's one of the things I was going to ask you was, and about your poetry was you do use some phrases. I call them key phrases. It, all, not, not over and over and over, but you use them again. It's not once and done. And it's almost like it's your, not your signature, but maybe it is your well, signature. You know, that's the word I was going to use. It's, it's my signature. It's Yeah. I've talked because I never thought of it that way, but, you know, the Christmas's, Christmas story's end, or the, the end of the Christmas story, until you talked about it like that, and it makes sense to me. I mean, really, it, it never ends. But as right. we know on this earth, it's, you know, it's, he's coming back. And that's a whole mm-hmm. new chapter in it. Um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to the end of that day. I hope I'm around, but if I'm not, I am hope I'm up there to watch it from above. Well, one of my goals in this podcast is you are going to definitely know you're going to be there. You will know without a doubt, young man. I'm getting there. I, gonna, I am getting we're gonna there. We're going to sit and we're going to pray one day. Yeah, I, I, I like, 
What you put down after discussion here. Oh. Yeah, go ahead and read that for it's us. It's not unusual for me to get caught up in punctuation or lack thereof. I think our lives on this earth will end with an exclamation point, and I've got a dozen or more exclamation points after that. And the reason I do that is because uh, there's a, a long phase in my poetry writing where I didn't use any punctuation. Not You've come remember. across that, and, I, and, then, and in the book, there are still mm-hmm. poems without punctuation. Right. And, uh, but, uh, so I don't get caught up in punctuation, but there's, it's like this here, God's love for us is never in question. Okay, there's a punctuation, you know, question, right. punctuation mark. We should shout mm-hmm. to the world in exclamation, exclamation, exclamation point. And right. our lives, with God, our lives will not end with a period. Meaning, you know, that's the end of the sentence. Right. So, I mean, you... Yeah, it's... You know, if somebody... If, if someone would write to me and tell me, Tim, you know, I've read these poems, and uh, it'd really be nice if you put some punctuation marks in them. <laughs> and I've gone for so long without using them, I'm finding now that as I'm trying to use them properly... After reading yeah, yeah. other poetry that is fully punctuated, I'm finding in other poetry commas where I never would have thought of them. <laughs> so I'm having to hold, I may have to take another English class again. Yeah, but the ones you did that don't have a whole lot of punctuation or any mean something different than, because every time you put in a comma, or a question, you know, or a question mm-hmm. mark at the end, or a period. It changes how the how the whole thing flows. Yeah, yeah it does. So you have to take a break there, yeah. and that's one of the things you t- we we talked about long before this podcast was even thought of. When we were talking about the poetry, was that you're taking a breath at the wrong place? Well, I don't know where to take the <laughs> breath. But if if you don't read it when you're reading, you're not taking the breath. You're just reading, and it's flowing all the way through. Yeah, and if you were talking, you would take a breath at the end of the stanza. Yeah, it, or, but it definitely is different when you're reading it out loud to someone else than when you right. are doing just reading it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, back at that yeah, time, I was big difference. I was about twenty-one reading it anyway. So yeah, but I was when you sent me the books. I read. Well, I'm talking about way before that. Oh, uh, like well, yeah. uh, Days of Ann Arbor Poetry Notes is a book I wrote. Oh, uh, okay. We're talking more than a couple of years. Uh, or another one I wrote, Photographs. Hmm. I don't remember Which, that one. No, I didn't think I shared that one. Those, those that okay. came, uh, those are back in the late uh, Days of Ann Arbor Poetry Notes. It was after I left college. It was poems I wrote during college, my, my last couple of years there at U of M. Uh, and then uh, poetry notes were a continuation of the writing after I got out of school, and then I met Mary Lou, and uh, there's things there that for that time in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's uh, probably a lot of those don't have punctuation marks in them. So, I, oh, that's okay. Yeah. So, I just thought of it as, as your style, because every, every poet's got a style, right? Well, I'm glad that you accept that, because <laughs> I, 
you know, we've talked before, so I read other poems, poet, poets, and, uh, you know, they, I, they have a style too, but their, uh, women poets are generally flowery in their language, and I, I like that. They know how right. to use that. Uh, uh, but, uh, no, this is me. Plain and simple. <laughs> And that's what we want. What you read is what you get. Yeah. Okay. But what you're reading is what you need to hear. Thank you. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Ready to go on? Yeah, let's go on. Okay. So this one interested me. Okay. The next one is found on page 142, and it's called Thoughts from Reading Peter. I just finished reading First Peter. And I am continually reminded that the Bible is as much about today as it is about yesterday. And it is as much about tomorrow as it is about our todays. It is <clears throat> about all of our yesterdays. It is about our today. Oh, brother. It's be one of those days, Dave. That's okay. It is about all of our todays as it is about all of our yesterdays. As I read, I wondered about tomorrow and what may lead to our sorrow. But then I remembered that tomorrow will worry about itself. We are told not to worry, so why do we have to hurry to get through today? Maybe I need to pray. No matter where I have read God's word, it has kept me fed. I just have to remember that as a family member, I live with God through his grace. I may fail today in so many ways, but with God, tomorrow is a new day. And I, uh, yeah, I have a discussion note there, but, you know, it's just, um, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will be, tomorrow's another day. Get through today. God will get you through. God got us through. And, uh, yeah, it's just, um, there's always tomorrow. We don't have to, well, and, today doesn't make us who we are. No, I agree. And but I like those, those last two lines, you know, I may fail today in so many ways, but with God, tomorrow is a new day. Mm -hmm. If that's how he's looking at it for you, you should be too, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, it's, it's the same as, you know, when you, at some point in the day when you're praying and you ask for forgiveness for your sins. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. He is faithful to forgive and forget. And we, we've talked about that before. Right. Uh, but again, um, well, you know, really the, the Bible, that verse, about well, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will have its own worries. <laughs> but I know, as you talked about, God getting you through last, you know, the early morning bus driving. And right. uh, I have found that at work uh, in the last, I don't know, since I went back after the pandemic and have been working occasionally at home, I, it, uh, I find myself continually asking uh, for his help, for, you know, to calm me down, calm my nerves down, get me through mm -hmm. this. Let me feel your presence. And uh, 
knowing that tomorrow's going to come and he'll be there. Whatever the whatever the worries are that are coming tomorrow, well, he'll be there and he'll take care of them then. He'll take care of them then. Oh, sorry, I'm just writing something down. You made me think of something. Mm. Um, just a question for later. I I agree. And I have found, I mean, I don't ask for, we talked about this before, I don't ask for things. I ask for, you know, yeah, keep me calm today, keep me understanding, keep me, you know, keep me on an even keel at all possible. And, you know, give me forgiveness and, and understanding. So anyways, it's, it, it's helpful. And he, he never has failed when I've asked for that. And that's, that's what's helping build my faith when I ask, as I don't ask for right out front. And unless something happens, like, oh, geez, I need patience to get through this situation. But he will never, he will never leave us. And as you were talking, I had the word, it's in the Bible, he will never forsake us. Yeah. So that's true. He is good. Uh, you got any more questions or you want to move on? Um, oh, let's move on. All right. Uh, I'm going to continue to take you backwards through the book. This is on page 89, and it's one of my favorites. It's called The Dinner Table. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, before the stars of night, a family sits at a table holding hands they pray, thanking the Lord for his bounty, the food they eat, the hands they don't hold for all they, I'm sorry, the hands they, I'm going to start this whole one over again. I was, I was reading these last night, and I got through them much better. <laughs> Let's go, and you can leave this one in. I will. Uh, the dinner table. At the end of the day, before the stars of night, a family sits at a table, holding hands they pray, thanking the Lord for his bounty, the food they eat, the hands they do hold for all they receive. Perhaps it is the first prayer a child does learn that all we need comes from his infinite love. The fruits of our labor are on the table and even more in our love for him and his children. The family around the table shares their days, their joys, their sorrows, their hopes, their desires. By starting their meal with a prayer, they have set the course for their lives. At the table, in God's sight, seeds are sown that they always may share the, their blessings with those they meet to share God's grace that others may believe. Praying each in their turn, they lift their thanks to the one above. By this, as a family, they are able to lift others from where they have been. As a family together, each one prays that they may live a life that God inspires as he encourages them to care from the table to help others they leave. It may be at the dinner table that our faith may be shown to our children as we pray, offering our thanksgiving and show them we are children of God and together we are part of God's family. I like that last part. I mean, I like the whole poem. I've always, I always have. I've, I've read that one numerous times. Uh, but I like the last one. And together we are part of God's family. You know, as I was, that's go ahead. No, I just that one kind of kind of 
gives me a warm and fuzzy feeling in, in, in the center of my heart. I like that. As I was reading this last night, and I, I noticed this before, uh, perhaps it is the first prayer a child does learn. And I, I've thought a couple of times, but what about uh, a nighttime prayer, uh, which a lot of parents teach their kids. Now I lay me down to sleep. But I've noticed with my grandkids, we, we have a prayer, and I'll read it in a minute, that uh, our kids learned at nursery school that we say for, for every meal. And uh, the grandkids, and even our kids before they could talk, they would hold hands. And then I, I don't, I know we have at times, we didn't always pray for the kids with them before bedtime, uh, which we sh I should have done more of, but it was the dinner prayer that as a family where we were all together that we shared that, shared the love God had for us and our, our, our love for him and what he's done for us. So I, it's to me, I think this, depending on the prayer, now I, again, if, uh, you know, everybody says a prayer, and, uh, and we do this at holidays. Everybody will go around, okay, I'm thankful for this or for that, and we might pray mm -hmm. for something also, but there's still one prayer that goes with it that is part of the family. I'll read it to you. It was just, it's, yeah. our kids learned this at First Baptist Nursery School, and they said it before they, uh, were ha before they had their snack. And uh, so we had five kids that went to school, pre-nursery school there, and I believe, I know that a couple of our grandchildren went there for a year or two or more. Uh, and it, this just became our dinner prayer because the kids knew how to say it, and we still do it. <laughs> and it's been, my goodness, I said over 40 years, I think it's been 43 years, 42 or 43 years really? I've been saying this. It's very simple. Thank you for the world so sweet. Thank you for the food we eat. Thank you for the birds that sing. Thank you, God, for everything. And uh, yeah, that's a nice prayer. Really nice when uh, you hear one of your children or the grandchildren say it for the first time with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. So and you know uh, oh, I, and I I bet you know we we always ate dinner together. We had a, every night dinner together, mm -hmm. weekends, uh, probably on Saturdays, we probably had lunches together, too. Yeah. So, it's, uh, I just, it's one of my favorite things, is that prayer. And uh, I, I just think it, it helped us as a family uh, to recognize God daily in our lives. And you can go from there. Yeah, I. Yeah, I remember. So you, you, your, your family was always more. Caught or not cautious? That's the wrong word. Excuse me. Um. Let's move on. Okay. The word's not <laughs> okay. coming. Okay. The word is not coming, folks. I'm apologize. I apologize. Now. Okay. Let's move on to the next one, Tim. Yeah. All right. This one is uh, found on page 52. It's called Matthew 14, verses 13 through 21. And 
and this is simply, it starts out as a paraphrase of what that says. After the beheading of John the Baptist, Jesus withdrew to a solitary place. The crowd followed him, seeing them, he healed the sick. As night approached, the disciples told him to send the crowd to nearby villages to buy themselves food. This was not going to happen. Jesus told the disciples to feed the crowd. With only five loaves and two fish, he gave thanks and prayer. The crowd was fed with leftovers. Jesus gave thanks and prayed for the loaves and fish to be multiplied. The needs of the crowd were satisfied. He healed them. He fed them. Their blessings were multiplied. Our needs, our prayers, the Lord receives if we have believed, if we have received. He blesses the one who believes. As Jesus prayed, his prayer was answered, answered with abundance. God answers our prayers. He answers them, answers them with abundance. Ask what is pleasing to him, and he will pour out his grace, which is beyond our knowing. But his abundance, his love, will always be showing. Our blessing will be multiplied. Yeah, it's, yeah. I was reading that before we started. I was, I was telling Tim folks that I was starting to read that. And we were talking about Herod's daughter, and that's beside that. That's not what it was all about. But it, it's amazing how it must have been amazing to live in that time and being around Jesus. Oh, I. You know, but it, it, it's yeah. It, it, yeah, it had to be amazing to, to know him, to yeah. have come across him and listen to him yeah. see, uh, perform miracles. But, you know, they, it took the apostles a while to, they admitted it, but it, to fully grasp the meaning of it all, mm -hmm. it, it took time. But uh, And it takes us sometimes so, a while sometimes years to understand it completely before we thoroughly, thoroughly understand it and accept it and profess it and having accepted what, what Jesus did for us. Yeah. Yeah. One, one thing that, uh, and we've talked about this before when we've talked about prayer, but in the, in the, in the Bible, Jesus says, whatever you ask of the father in my name, he will give you. But as I found out once I asked for something that was not pleasing to him, so it couldn't have been in his name because he would not have condoned that. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes unanswered prayer comes that way where it's a selfish prayer. Uh, not that we shouldn't be praying for ourselves, but we have to, I have to, okay, I'm just, I'm not going to tell anybody else to have to do this, but I have to, when I am praying and there's situations in my life that I'm worried about, about mm -hmm. I have to be careful in, uh, in how I pray because I want to make sure it's something that Jesus himself would be willing to pray with me for and you know and that God is that pleases God I'm, I'm not going to pray for something that is um, ungodly that goes against what yeah. he's going to what he who he is and Ask him to do mm -hmm. something that is, in the end, not right. And I have, and it, and it helps me to be more conscious of those things in my life, also. Yeah, 
I like how you put that net, and I, I took that to heart, and I'm gonna gonna keep it in my in my thoughts now. Is I would only pray for things that Jesus would be okay. I'm paraphrasing. That Jesus would be okay praying to God with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Yeah. You said it. You said you said it a whole lot better than I just did, but. You know, is you can't why pray, you don't pray for things that Jesus wouldn't pray for it to, for you, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I that that tells me a whole lot in my in, in where my journey needs to go, which is is like we talked about earlier. My journey is is here too, but that that uh, well, that's that's important. And and for all of us, it's different. You know, there may be some things yeah. that I wouldn't pray for that someone else would uh that would be because of their situation maybe there that would be reasonable that would be something that they should be praying for yeah uh, but uh <laughs> yeah it it's helped me uh, as i've gone along and yeah in my imperfect life yeah mine too you know we're talking about prayer right now and and, and i don't want to go away from the poems, but uh, I had a couple of thoughts while we were talking and okay. and these came to mind. And I'm, this is, this is personal. It is, I'm, I'm the one looking for the answer. I don't know about everybody else. Do you believe prayers need to be said out loud? Do I, I believe that wrong. prayers need to be said out loud? Right. If you're praying, no. if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're just thinking of something in your head and you're praying to God in your in your thoughts in your head, but you're not verbalizing it, no. I have a hard time imagining how God would hear that. And and if I'm saying it out loud, I feel that he's going to have a better chance of hearing oh, me. God is everywhere. And it could be wrong. God is everywhere. Well, this he, is true he knows your every thought. That's true. Okay, so if you're not speaking to him at the time and you have that thought that you shouldn't, why well, he hears it? As far right. as I, as I understand, I'm okay with it. So I do. You know, okay. there are times I have found myself where I'm alone praying that I'll start out praying in silence in my mm -hmm. head, and suddenly I'll say, "No, I I need to speak. I need to use my voice and and do this." Right. So I've done it both ways, but personally, I, I think, you know, if we're sitting, it, it, however we're praying, as long as those words are there, whether they're running right. through our mind and, and that's where they're being formed and spoken, or we verbalize them out loud, uh, I think what we're comfortable with, if, if you're comfortable with praying out loud, mm -hmm. uh, then that, there's no right, I don't know if there's a right or wrong way. I have never. Okay. I know that when you you know you're praying uh, like in a corporate prayer where there's a group that's together praying, you would pray out loud. Yeah, makes uh, sense. But I, you know, God knows our heart. God, God hears us, and uh, you know, I have those thoughts sometimes that go through my mind, and as soon as it goes through my mind, I'll say, "God, please forgive me for that thought." <laughs> you know, it wasn't. It's not a thought I should have. So uh, I do that too. <laughs> you know, so now he hears. He hears. Yeah. Um, a little change on the subject because I told you I had some questions. Right? Yeah. 
This is question and answer time, folks. Feel free to join in. Yeah. <laughs> Please join in. Help Dave out. Do a lot of your poems. I know a lot of you know it's all because it's all after you've read something. Or something. But do a lot of them, or did a lot of them, come from experiences that you were having with your family, or that the, that's maybe the family had done, or where they'd been? I mean, because I'm still trying to help people understand how you write what you write. I mean, there are poems, and in, that's part of my goal. Yeah, no, there are uh, some poems that I could point out one day if I got through with that were inspired by personal experiences. Right. Uh, in the in the third book, uh, Living in God's Rhyme, there's uh, a couple that uh, are a result of, of work, being at work, mm -hmm. my job. Right. Uh, and as you know, there's a lot of personal poetry in the first book. Yes. It's not directed toward God, but it's just what what as a family we went through. With our parents. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, folks, that's not something you're ever going to read that we know of. Uh, um, but uh, those are. And a lot of. No, there'll be times that will just. Uh, there'll be something that yeah. happens that will inspire me to do it. Yeah. Do you. Now, here's one that's, that's, that's bothered me for years. After you've finished a poem, do you feel a sense of accomplishment? Does that, I mean, do you feel, oh, that's a good poem. I like that. I, I'm proud of myself. I mean, you may not be putting it that way because you don't want to be, you know. I, I do have a, sense like of, I have a sense of confidence when I, if I, when I finish. Um, because if, for some reason, if it's not going to turn out very good, somehow I just mm -hmm. get stopped in the middle. It happened a couple <laughs> nights, uh, one night last week when I had this great idea. I started writing and just suddenly there's nothing there. There's nowhere for the poem to go. But when oh. I when I finish a poem, yes, I have a sense of accomplishment, and I I, I do thank God for His uh, inspiration in leading me through it. Uh, but yeah, I I do have that sense okay. of accomplishment, and I my hope is it never becomes prideful. Right, yeah, that wasn't what I was having. No, for. I, I understand that. Because I know you're not. So here's another part to that question. You've talked many times about um, you'll start a prayer, and then all of a sudden God starts listening or watching what you're reading and takes you in a different direction, right? Oh, yeah. Or not where you thought it was going to go. What do you do with where you thought it was going to go. Well, you just uh, forget about it. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, it's like, okay, I was going to go here, 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 and here. And then all of a sudden God said, well, date, no, Tim, I want you to go here, 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 here. But what happened to the other ones? Well, you, it, <laughs> I'm that kind of person. The, the thing is that it, when I pray and ask for God, you know, his help, his guidance, mm -hmm. excuse me. And, and it might be, I might have, Two or four lines already written. Yeah. And I, uh, and I'll think, I'll think, okay, get a general idea of where I want to go, but not a definite idea, but a general idea of where I want to go. And more times than not, it goes nowhere 
where I thought it would. And a good, a good example, and it's the first time I really did this, was praying to ask for God to help me because it was a poem I was writing for someone else who had asked me to write a poem uh, for Bridge Builders, a local uh, ministry. And um, Dan had done that, really helped me through my, uh, my journey. The Dan Lumblad, who was the uh, director of, founder of Bridge Builders. And at, he asked me uh, at, an, at an upcoming banquet if I would write a poem for Bridge Builders. So I, that night I took, I had a paper with me and I was taking notes down and uh, I was looking at the, their literature and a couple of Bible verses they mentioned and I, was, I looked at those, I did some research. I had three pages of notes handwritten. Wow. And I sat down, I started the, I don't remember if I got through the first stanza or what, because this has been five or six years ago. Right. But it, all those notes were set aside. Anything I had put in those notes did not come out in that poem. And when I was finished with the poem, I showed it to Dan, and I gave him those three pages of notes. I said, here, Dan. <laughs> This is what I didn't need. Wow. So I, I, and it's just a matter of being open to where God leads you, I think, with anything. Uh, yeah. And once, once, once that happened, and I, uh, I started doing that on a regular basis, uh, I was happier with my writing. Uh, as I'm going through these, through things again, I see there, there were some poems that I just got stubborn and wrote. Uh, but uh, still, if, sorry, I was writing. I was writing that phrase now. <laughs> my prayer always was that everything that was in the books is pleasing to God, and I, I've not gotten any uh, any talk from Him telling me, "No, Tim, you need to do this or that." Well, that's good, and I don't think he's going to that's just my personal opinion but that's the way that goes um i'm checking my little notes here um sorry i still like that phrase i wrote that down too tomorrow will take care of itself um i like that that's i like that um being open to where god takes you that had to be a, not a rough time, but a, see, that's I'm part of my struggles. Well, see, you know, that goes, completely open to that yeah, yet. That goes, but you know, it, it's got to be it's got to be better than what I'm what I do by myself. Well, again, that right there was the poetry. You opened where God's going to take me, and those, those right. times when I had a purpose, uh, uh, I knew where I wanted to go with it, and it didn't. Mm -hmm. I knew it was better. God's yeah. purpose was better than mine. And um, it's, yeah, I, and we've talked about this, you know, on a, on a bad day when I walk away from God and I just get selfish and I feel sorry for myself. And that's a lousy day. That's a lousy yeah. day. And I, I get ready for bed and I say, what was wrong with you? I mean, or yeah. halfway through the day, I'm saying, listen, Tim, you know that a 
bad day with God is better than this day you're having today without him. Yeah. And it is. I agree with that. As it, it, yeah. it reminds me of a song I've been listening to on a CD I have. I listen to on a, on a way to work. And mm-hmm. it, the, one of the lines is, uh, the God of the mountain is the God of the valley. The God of the good is still the God of the bad. Well, that was that wasn't his phrase right. But when it's good, God, God's there. When things are bad for a Christian, he's there. He's your God in those, at those times. He's there. your God when you're on the mountain or in the valley. He's your God on mm-hmm. a good day. He's your God on a bad day. And a bad day with God is a lot better than a day without him. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm agreeing. I, I agree 100%. Um, yeah. Here's something that you've, you've done some things and you've done some sharing on this podcast. And uh, I, uh, I'm just Dave's turn, I guess. Let's go with that. Because while we were talking about this, about prayer, and you were talking about it in, in, in some of your reading, I don't ask God to forgive my sins very often, occasionally. And I'm finding that hearing more and more about doing that, I, again, and maybe I need a little more direction. Maybe I just need to be reading more of the Bible at a time than I'm getting to in a day because uh, I don't have time for a whole, a lot of, well, that's wrong too. I don't make time to read enough of the Bible every day. And that's on me. Could I, but, could I interrupt right there? Yeah, go ahead. Please do. It's not the amount of time. It's the quality of the time. Okay, I agree. If you got 15 minutes a day, it's not that you've read four chapters through mm-hmm. because that's just to read. If you've read, if you spent 15 minutes a day and you haven't gotten to a whole chapter, that was probably quality time because you, yeah. you're reflecting. You know what it. I find? Yeah. What I find, and, and this is really kind of funny that we're going to that, that's just like when we were talking earlier before the show. And folks, yes, I do have my Bible out here. And, and well, I don't need to know where that bookmark was. So I was reading this, and we were, it was, we were talking about the death of uh, John the Baptist. And I reread it four times before we talked because I didn't want to misunderstand it. Makes sense? Yeah. I wanted to understand what... What he what was being said here, and why it was being said, I don't want to over, I don't want to overthink it. But it, it and then you know, you, of course, then you've got to go back a little bit, so you know where it's coming from. Yeah. And sometimes, if you you can't stop at a certain point, or you really miss the true meaning, because the true meanings, three or four chapters, or not chapters, for three or four verses, verses down, like or on the next page. Oh, okay. And I find that very enlightening. Um, but anyways, I'm going to try and do better at that. But I have of late been, when I pray each day, sometimes I will, sometimes I don't. I, a couple days a week, and I'm not keeping track, but I also feel guilty asking for that. Well, 
You'll get there anyways. Mm -hmm. You'll get there. You have it. Mm -hmm. You have the desire, and uh, you're working on it. But let God God do His work with you, in you. Yeah. And the fun thing that I'm finding, the more and more I read, the more and more I become acquainted, reacquainted with God is, I'm having fun, better days and more fun. It's <laughs> <laughs> so watching some, what was that? Because yesterday I didn't go in until 7 o'clock at night. I had to watch some movie. And this this older gentleman said to this other guy who was, a, was in love with his daughter, but he didn't want to admit it. He said to the kid, well, you're just dumb all day, aren't you? And I, I all day long when I laughed, I thought about that and I just, I couldn't stop laughing. That was just a phrase I'd never heard before. Well, you're just dumb all day, aren't you? <laughs> and I, I like the phrase. I don't like being, I don't like calling anybody dumb, but it's, <laughs> it said something to me and I got a kick out of it. That's <laughs> what you needed, huh? Was... It, it was, especially yesterday. Because that was like the kick in the pants to say, you're being dumb all day here, Dave, thinking about this oh, or thinking about that. Okay. Get to get to work. So you, so you put the good spin on it as, uh, yeah. as a way of, uh, of encouraging jump, yourself to do better. Yeah, jump-starting my, my, my doing better, yeah. It's, okay, I like that then. Oh, it was funny. It just, but it made me laugh. And I, I'd be, I was driving to work and, all of a sudden, I just start laughing because it popped into my head. And I'm, That's just funny. Oh, I don't care who you are. Oh, good. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, so I uh, <laughs> I don't know where we're at on time, but I think we're getting there, don't you think? I think, you want so. I think we should. Uh, it's been it's been a it's been a nice, it's been a fun time, and we I think we've talked about yeah. some some serious things and some we've had some we've had a few laughs today. Yes, we have. Especially that first part so, where one of us messed up. <laughs> no, we, we won't tell folks. We will not tell who it was. <laughs> folks, um, I want you to know that you can find the videos of what we're doing right now on our YouTube page, which is Living in God's Rhyme podcast. I'm pretty positive that's what it is. In fact, let me tell you, as I switch over here on this handy-dandy little computer, our channel is Living in God's Rhyme podcast. If you type in "living in God's rhyme," we come up. It's really cool, and I, I I'm proud of what I'm. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm taking pride in what I do. And I don't think God has any issue with that. If He does, He hasn't said anything yet. <laughs> um, don't forget about our website, livingingingodsrhyme.com, where all you get all the podcasts, you get all the blogs, show notes, uh, photos of Tim's and my life earlier on. And then you get the videos are there too. I forgot to post the last one, but it'll be there in a couple seconds <laughs> when we're done here. Um, and facebook.com backslash God still rhymes. And that brings up the Facebook page. And, and now you are able to listen to the podcast through Facebook. If you go to that page, you can, there's a little tab that says podcast and every single one of them are there just as fast as they are on Apple iTunes or Google Play or Ghana or it's not or Ghana, it's Ghana or things like that. So go there, find out about it. And Tim, if, if our fans and our listeners 
wanted to find out where to get your books and they didn't know where you parked so they could go to your trunk, <laughs> where might they find them? Oh, Amazon, uh, of course, uh, the great bookseller. Uh, click it or type in in the search bar of the name of one of the books. And Tim, before we lose our internet again, tell us where we can find your uh, books. We can find, you can find them at barnesandnoble.com and at amazon.com. And at either site, go to... Uh, when you search bar and uh, put in the name of one of the books and my name after it, Tim Carter, uh, and go, it should take you right to the book you uh, were searching for. And right below it or a few books below it should be the other two books. You can also go to Barnes & Noble in the store. Uh, they probably won't uh, have it available, especially if you're not from the area that I live in. But you can ask them to order it. And just know that uh, if you uh, order it in the store, they have a no, and they don't stock it in, in the store normally. They have a no return policy, but hopefully you won't have that desire to do so. And that's where they can get the books. Sounds good. So we've talked about the website. We've talked about how to get the books. How about we end this with a wonderful prayer right. by you? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this podcast, uh, this time that you've given Dave and I to, to share some poetry, our thoughts on the poetry, our faith, our lives, and uh, to share our laughter. Uh, you are a, a gracious God, a great God, Lord, and any anything that goes right with this podcast, we give you all the praise and glory, Father. And uh, we pray for our listeners, Lord, we pray for those who... Uh, are listening and maybe haven't committed their lives to Jesus yet and are, are maybe just ready to do that, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would uh, work in their lives and uh, that they make that decision to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior for what he has done for us. And uh, through your grace, Lord, that uh, they would find their salvation. And we pray, Father, for uh, those who are listening who may be uh, in ill health uh, whether physically or having some emotional issues or, or other issues in their lives that uh, they need your help with, Lord, we pray that you would touch their lives and, and heal them and, and care for them, Father. And again, we thank you for this time that we've had together, uh, and, and we thank you, Lord, for the listeners that we have, and uh, we uh, give you all the praise and glory for what you're doing in our lives. We pray, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And if you give him the times as you live, his word rhymes. But that's true, and don't forget, we are the king's kids, and you will never get rid of us because we are his with Jesus. God bless you all. Have a great week. Bye, folks. <laughs>